This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How you doing? I am doing fabulous, Mark. Me too. Things are picking up. Real estate industry is on the right track. We're getting better. A little more inventory, not much, but we're getting some. So if you're, we're here every Saturday at 1 o'clock on PHT, also on Odyssey. If you want to ask us a question about residential, commercial, resident mortgages, uh and, Real estate. Give us a call. My number is 267 266. Uh oh. They're calling me. They're See, calling that, that was, oh, holy moly. That was quick. That was quick. My number is 267 266 5501. What's your number, Dan? My number is 609 605 7153. And I didn't even get that phone number out of my mouth and they're calling me. <laughs> so, what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yes. We also have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. And then we also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Understanding your mortgage options during a divorce. <laughs> Does this come with a counselor? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a question last week um, and it just triggered. So I wanted to actually try, kind of cover this a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. That guy that... Uh... <laughs> what yeah, happens about if making I don't the pay the mortgage? Uh, yeah. <gasps> and <right>. Consequence. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark, today we have our questions. I'm trying to sell my house. My agent listed it as is. Ugh. Do I have to replace the roof first? Listed below market. Oh, you're going to rant on that one. I could tell. It's just, next- I just don't understand these real estate agents. I swear. All right. Next question is first time buyer of a condo with a peekaboo ocean view. I love it. Appraisal came in ten thousand under asking. Do I fork out the extra five ten? I need help. Hmm. Splitting the baby. Next question is: I have excellent credit, but I was denied when I tried to pre-qualify for a mortgage loan before due to my debt-to-income ratio. Should I try again? That's a good one for you. Yep. Next question is: If a buyer gives a seller a copy of the home inspection report. Is the seller able to disclose the report to other later buyers 
of the original sale? Good question. I think people make that mistake a lot. A lot, because they don't really understand the difference between that and an appraisal. But we also have our topic of the day, which is why selling your house on your own in 2023 is a mistake. Big time mistake. But first, Mark, give us your motivational quote. When everything seems to be going against you, remember that airplanes take off against the wind, not with it. Very good. Yeah, that was by Henry Ford, even though he made cars. He made that <laughs> comment. <laughs> so where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So home prices are more resilient than expected. All the experts out there were saying, ah, prices are going to drop. Everything's dropping. Well, uh, there's not. And you know what's interesting, too? I was looking at some numbers. Back in two, th- we've been talking about this shortage of housing, like five, the builders are five million behind and how low the inventory is. Right. I looked at some numbers. Back in 2006, there was over four million homes for sale. As of today, it's just a tiny bit over 900,000. That's like three million less. <sighs> That's why this inventory is such an issue, which brings us to the lately monthly installment of the major home price index. In- studies, one by Case Shower and the other by FHFA. But the one thing you got to remember, we've been talking about this Case Shower study for 15 years. The one problem with the Case Shower study, it doesn't include Philly Metro. It, that makes no sense. I know. they don't. Well, it's because of the Philadelphia city government is so slow at recording deeds that they can't use their info because they're always behind. And that's why we're not in the study. But they always point to this study. While these, they, so these, but this study only goes up to February. So if you ask one question today, the answer is even clearer, even more volatile than the case shower 20 city, city index moved into positive territory in the month and month terms. A modest plus 1% increase is especially notable given that the median forecast call for a drop of almost a half a point in prices. And that didn't happen. We're still, prices are still going up, except for a few places in the whole country. But, you know, are prices going to bounce in a similar way to back? Uh, are we going to get that kind of inventory back to 2006? Probably not. And that, and a lot of that had to do with what it was happening back then. Fortunately, uh, we're not going to run into that scenario because, a lot of that happened because of the what happened with the mortgage industry. Mortgage market, infinitely, it's more sound today. Back then, it wasn't uncommon to see competitive rates on silly loans borrowing 100% of the home's value with no. That was back when you could say they qualified. How much you make a year? 250000 Oh, good. You're you're qualified. Yep. You could do it on a napkin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was uh, well, no doc. No right. doc loans. I did one myself. You do it with a mirror. A, yeah. Uh, oh, you're good. We'll, we'll give you the money. I remember people walking away from the table with like three grand in a bank and a, mo- a mortgage payment of like two grand and the com- coming up <laughs> and they got a check back. And I was like, this can't last. And it didn't. But credit's much tighter now and it's unlikely to loosen even less likely to ever return to the lessons learned of that kind of financial crisis. I actually wrote a song about that called They Stole My Rabbit Ears Away. It was all about the too big to fail thing. <laughs> you know, that was when they started. Remember when they stole the rabbit ears away? Yeah. No more rabbit ears? Yeah. <laughs> I actually got in trouble. Remember that guy uh, from another station complained that I said the 
word on the air when I was talking about <laughs> we played we played that song at the end of one of our shows, and he got all upset about it. Anyway, so this case show report. Basically, what's happening is everybody was predicting this doom and gloom of all these foreclosures and prices dropping through the floor, and it's not happening. In the latest research, prices are still going up, still appreciating. The problem is we're this inventory issue, which we talk about every week. It's like talking yep. about the weather in California. Yeah, it's going to be sunny. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know, uh, we... The only thing to solve this problem is knowledge and realtors doing their job, talking to people and spreading knowledge because the public's just not seeing, you know, I don't know where they're getting their news at. Well, you know where they're getting their news. They made a big thing about this Tucker Carlson thing and they only had 3 million viewers out of a population of 300 million people. So where's everybody getting their news? I don't, I don't get it. Little tidbits on social media. That's it. With no detail. I, I'm I'm pleading the fifth on this. I really am. I know. But anyway, bottom line, our market's fine. Philly Metro market's fine. The biggest problem is inventory. In all Bucks County, there's about 500 and some houses for sale. All Montgomery County, same thing. Philadelphia, 4,000 out of 670,000. I mean, that's the inventory issue we're living with. Now, are you? could you sell your house and buy a house? Of course. It still works out. The stars align. Might take you a little longer, but it'll happen. People are still buying houses and moving. Guaranteed. The market is fine. Don't be scared. And what are you going to do? Wait for the rates to come back down to three? It's not happening. We might get down to four or something, possibly. But what's the difference? You're not going to have this mortgage for 30 years anyway. Get involved. And that people we talked to yesterday about that program they might be coming on the show about, and that other program with uh, that uh, – uh, Marshall talked about last week with the with the life insurance policy, the whole life insurance policy, and using that money to become an investor. They're great ideas, They're fabulous you ideas. Can do that. You can do that anytime, but that would require thing, people to actually do something yeah, towards their to future and and take the time to understand because it goes right to the conversation that we had with um with Paula and them is people don't read to become educated. You know, if they have to read too much, it's it it. It doesn't work out. All right. Tell us about the rates. Speaking of what does work out is your 30-year conventional fixed at 6.5%. Your 15-year fixed is 6%. Your 30-year FHA is 6.25%. And your 30-year VA is 6.25%. Great rates. Great rates. Say it every week. Historically, they are great Correct. rates. Rates are eighteen to four, eight to fourteen percent historically. So anyway, so we're good. Forty-eight <laughs> percent of Philly out there running. We are good. Buy a damn house. With that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD Positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. 
So in this small town, this per- this person decided to open up his bar business, which was right across the street opposite from a church. And the church and his congregation started to campaign to block the bar from opening with petitions, and they prayed daily against his business. And the work progressed. However, when it was almost complete and was about to open a few days later, a strong lightning strike hit the bar and burned it to the ground. And the the church folks were all rather smug in their outlook after that, till the bar owner sued the church authorities on the grounds that the church, through its congregation and prayers, was ultimately responsible for the demise of his bar shop, either through direct or indirect actions or means. So, in its reply to the court, the church vehemently denied all responsibility for any connection that their prayers were the reason to the bar owner's demise. So, as the case made it made it to court, the judge looked over the paperwork at the hearing and he commented, "He goes, I don't know how to, I'm going to decide on this case. It appears from the paperwork we have a buy owner who believes in the power of prayer, and we have an entire church and devotees that don't." <laughs> <laughs> that was good if you have a funny story send it to 8029 at comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501 and now it is time for the mortgage mom segment with the end cat cyrus from green tree mortgage she's got a good one for you understanding your mortgage <laughs> options during a divorce Ooh. <laughs> yeah, this prompted from last week, Mark, a couple of the questions that we had. So, you know, divorce is never easy. <laughs> it is it is often painful. It's complicated and something that most people just want to get over with and get through it. So whether you're legally separated, getting a divorce, already divorced, or you may need to remove your ex from your mortgage and assume the loan on your own. And you may be wondering exactly what your options are. Well, I'm going to tell you. So often in in a divorce, the spouses, they either agree to sell their home or refinance their mortgage so that only one person's name is on it. Right. If one spouse is going to stay in the home and not sell it, you're going to have to agree to what will actually happen with the mortgage. And the divorce agreement will spell out who is responsible for paying that mortgage. So, Perhaps you want to make sure that your ex is no longer financially responsible for repaying the loan if you have both agreed that you will keep the house. Or you might want to make sure that your ex won't get any of the proceeds if you sell the property or, God forbid, you die and he inherits it or she inherits it. No matter why you are removing your spouse from your mortgage, you will have to follow certain steps intended to protect you, your ex-spouse, and the lender. So here's some shared questions that come up regarding the mortgage in divorce, beginning with, can I remove my ex's name from the home and the mortgage? So first you need to understand that removing a spouse from the home, also known as a title transfer, and removing them from the mortgage, also known as a refinance, are two completely separate tasks. So many look at title and mortgage as being one and the same, but they're not. So how do you accomplish getting your ex's name from the title? So where one spouse has agreed to take over the house as part of the divorce settlement, it may be wise to have the former spouse's name removed as quickly as possible so they legally won't get any of the proceeds if you sell or inherit if you pass away. 
So removing one party from title does not, however, remove them from the current mortgage lien, assuming that the loan is in both your names. The title transfer is accomplished through a simple grant deed or what's called an interspousal deed. The same cannot be said for the mortgage because that's going to require one spouse to qualify for a new mortgage on their own. Yep. So let's take a look at those steps, beginning with taking your spouse off the mortgage. You most likely not be excited about this news because there's only one way to have your spouse's name removed from the mortgage, and that's to apply for a loan to refinance the mortgage in your name only. And the reason for this is your existing mortgage was approved in both your names, giving the lender two sources of repayment, right? Using your income. And although you and your ex may decide between yourselves that only one person is getting the house, who's going to be responsible for paying the mortgage? And that agreement doesn't affect the lender. In other words, the mortgage lender can still come after your ex or you if your ex is getting the house for repayment if the payments are not made. So unless and until you refinance it into your name alone, that means while you may not be living in the house, you could still have an effect on your credit if your ex decides not to make the payments. So something to consider on both sides for sure. The next step is to remove your ex from the title. And this is typically done through what we call a quick claim deed or an interspousal transfer deed, meaning that your ex gives up his or her rights to the property. And then the deed is filed with the county's clerk office and the title to the property becomes updated. Sometimes it makes sense to refinance this loan pre-divorce prior to the judgment or dissolution going into effect. And oftentimes the refinance is done prior to any settlement agreement being put together. So sometimes they actually have to do a cash out and pay that spouse um, any money that's due, any equity that's in the property. But that's all done in either the property settlement or the divorce itself. So if you're updating title to the home in a pre-divorce refinance while still legally married, you're needing a married man or woman and his or whole soul and separate property. So once the divorce is finalized, you can file another deed changing title from your soul and separately um, property too. So what is the risk? Because we do run into some risks with this. What is the risk of not removing your ex from the mortgage? And the credit could come become affected. And it could be hard to qualify for a new home because your name is still on the mortgage. And that debt is going to be counted, even if you're not making the payments. So the divorce settlement um, might state that the retaining spouse is responsible for all mortgage and housing expenses. So there's a lot that goes into this. And what you want to make sure is that you contact your lender, right? Your loan originator to be able to walk through this information with them so that they can answer any questions that are going to come up. Um, if you do have questions, I am actually a certified divorce loan officer specialist. So you can give me a call at 609-605-7153. Yes, I did say specialist. So you got to be divorced to be an expert? No, you have to take a class. <laughs> so you have to at least have one divorce? 
<laughs> you know what? I I, done, I I had two really close friends that broke up, and I was trying to do. They had a house and amicable breakup with all this into consideration, and then Uncle Harry on her side convinced her to get a lawyer. This woman lawyer up in box that was a pit bull. So then he had to get a lawyer and then the whole thing just went to hell and it cost them like 50 grand together for the two lawyers. And it, and it turned them into enemies yeah. and, you know? I- and they could have, and they could have parted. They weren't enemies. They had three, four kids and they were just Good, yeah. done. And then the lawyers got involved and screwed. And the, the thing, thing that up. you have to make sure Turned everybody into enemies, Mark is afterwards. Like if you if you have a drink or five with that ex, and you decide, eh, one more night, and he comes back or she comes back to the house, and they stay overnight, all those depending on what state that happens in, that all could be wiped out, and now that spouse has a hundred percent ownership back in the property. So you got to be really careful <laughs> not to go back to your house. Yeah, and uh, you know it's a shame that this kind of stuff happens, but. It is life in a big it city. So. But just be protected. All right. So coming up next is our question and answer segment. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All right. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all that time, Deanne. What's happening? Where are we at? <laughs> so we're up to our question and answer segment. So what's the first one? Can we skip the first one? No. All right. I'm trying to sell my house. My agent listed it as is. Do I have to replace the roof first? I listed it below market value. There's like so much to this question. First of all, I'll address the as is. All sales are as is. Agents that do that, all they do is eliminate buyers. It's stupid. Don't let an agent ever list your house as is. Just because your house might be in great shape, but you don't really feel like doing anything, just list it and don't put as is because as is means there's something wrong out of the gate. Secondly, how do you know you got to replace the roof? Would you take a look at it as you were driving up to your house or something? You know, <laughs> these are the kind of things where crazy agents bug me. Do not list as is. If the house needs work, use uh, Curbio. Have Curbio come in, do the repairs you want, then list it, and you'll net more. There's all kinds of things. If you want information on that, call me, and I'll tell you how it works. I just did a couple Curbios. They work great. Like if I was rolling out of the convent here, there's no way I'm painting the convent and doing a bunch of work. I would hire a Curbio in a heartbeat and I would net more. And this my, unless I'm a roofer, how would you know if your roof needs repair? Unless you know it's got holes in it and leaking. You know, you pull your own teeth, dentistry by owner? No. So what's the next one? <laughs> the next question is... First time buyer of a condo with a peekaboo ocean view. I got sucked into that once. I love it. Appraisal came in ten thousand under asking price. Do I fork out the extra five or ten? I need help. Yeah, you 
you said it earlier, split the baby. I mean, I'd negotiate with the seller. There's only two things you can do here. Either the seller comes down to what it's really worth, or you come up with some money. So maybe you come up with the five and and to make the deal happen. It's according to how much you want this thing. Or maybe you ask appeal the appraisal and find have your agent look and do some more comps. And maybe the maybe this uh, appraiser missed a couple. Uh, there's a couple you got a couple options, but it's gonna come down to like how good of an agent you got, and you should be able to negotiate this. We're talking 10 grand on a mortgage for 30 years. So if this is like somewhere decent, you're probably going to appreciate more than 10 grand in one year. So think about it that way also. You know, so is it life or death? Do you have the 10 grand? Maybe there's something you can do with your lender. You know, who knows? Maybe you can get some seller assist, work it work this out. There's there's lots of ways to skin the cat. You just gotta like have somebody good at negotiating. And communicate. Yeah. There's gotta be open communication right. for but sure. Don't just say and this the other thing too is did this uh, this agent send this appraiser a comparable market and uh properties prior to the appraiser doing the so that's when right. it happened? Most How of did them they come don't. Up with that I'm price? telling you, 80% of them don't. They cross their fingers and hope it appraises. I never do that. Why would you do that? And I, I tell agents, oh, you're not supposed to talk. Yes, you are. You're allowed to talk to the appraiser. And I'm telling you, I'd say 98% of all the appraisers I ever talk to, they thank me. And they, and I always ask them, how, do agent, how many agents call you? They go, oh, they never call me. They all just cross their finger and hope it's appraised. Like, who does that? I would never think like that. Oh, I hope it appraises. Uh, what's, the, what's the next one? <laughs> the next question is, I have excellent credit, but was denied when I tried to pre-qualify for a mortgage loan before due to my debt to income ratio, should I try again? So of course you should try again and you should find out what you need to do and what you need to pay off to get pre-approved. So you have the front ratio and you have the back ratio. And the front ratio is based on what the your gross income is divided into your complete mortgage payment. So your principal, interest, taxes, insurance, and any mortgage insurance. And if there's an HOA, that's in there too. If that's too high, then you need to find a home that's lower priced or get what we call a non-occupying co-borrower where you can use their income so then you can get pre-approved. If it's the back ratio, that's all the debt, the monthly debt that's on your credit report, plus your um, mortgage payment divided into your gross income. If the back ratio is high, then that just means you have to pay off some debt before you can get pre-approved. If both are high, then you got to get what we call the non-occupying co-borrower. But if you're going to pay off some debt, don't do it without talking to your lender because no, you definitely you might have not. To. You, you might don't go closing accounts. Right, right. You need to be trouble. guided through this process. You can't do any of this on your own because if you decide that you're just going to pay the credit cards down to zero, um, that could tank your credit score. Yep. And if you decide to close an account, that could also tank your credit score. Yeah, seventy-five points, at yep. least. At least. Yeah, so right, call Deanne for that one. Yeah, give me a call. I'll walk you through it. Um, the next question is, if a buyer gives a seller a copy of their home inspection report, is the seller able to disclose the report to other later buyers of the original sale? 
only if the buyer gives them permission because that is owned by the buyer. That that's the buyer's the property. Buyer, they In pay fact, for it. when yeah. I have a I, I if I have a seller, I don't even want to see a copy of the home inspection report because I'm representing the seller. I just want them to tell me right. what they want or don't want or whatever in a separate addendum. Right. I don't want to see that home inspection report because if I see that, then I have to disclose all that, even if they're right or wrong. So that's the buyer's property. So unless the buyer says you could give that out, but if I'm a, if I'm a later buyer, why would I use somebody else's home inspection? Like it well, to save 500 bucks. It's, exactly. Yeah, that, but that's, you know, you want to go when you have that home inspection, you want to go through it with the inspector because they're basically giving you a manual of your home. Yeah, yeah. You want to see where things are located. You want to see physically if there is a problem with something and you want to do your own due diligence. Don't rely on somebody else to do it. So Yeah, plus some of them have a big Wawa coffee and get carried away. And if you're yeah. standing there and they go, hey, look at this, look at this. And to you, that's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Across that one off the list. Right. And a you know, lot like of- the, the, the double pane windows. Oh, their seal must be broken. Yeah. I could probably live with that. Right. The other thing is they always want to give it to the lender too. They always send it to me. And there's no reason to send it to the lender either because the lender is going to do an appraisal, which is going to determine number one, the value of the property. And they're going to do not an inspection, but they're going to make sure that the house is in sound and safe order. And it's there still. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but you, you don't want to share that information because then you got to disclose. Exactly. So, all right. Mark, before we um, take a break, I just wanted to say hi to Robert. I'm looking forward to working with you, um, getting you to the settlement table. And it was so great to talk to you. He was so excited um, that I called him and he's a mutual client of ours, um, Mark, but it was just so cool. He listens to us every week and I just wanted to say thank you. Is that my guy for the quad? Yes. Cool. <laughs> Save the day. <laughs> the end. That's just, we should well, have a slogan. Save the day, the end. Two D's in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> say that on settlement day. We're not there yet. So I had one, one remember I had time. a woman that said, uh, I loved, I put it on my business card. She goes, you do your job with a mark of excellence. There you, I and remember I like, that. Remember that? I do remember that. I put that. that on my business card. Yeah, a mark of excellence. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> all right, so with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is why selling your house on your own in 2023 and 2024 and 2025 (laughs) is a mistake. It's always a mistake. Statistically, just so the audience knows, 97% of all for sale by owners end up listing. The 3% that end up selling, only half of them make it to the settlement table, just so you know. 
It it's just lack of knowledge and <clears throat> having a professional involved. There are many benefits to working with a real estate professional. During that's challenging, and you you know it's even more challenging because it gets more complicated. The contracts keep getting more complicated. So if you're considering on your own, you know, for sale by owner known as a FISBO, it's critical critical to consider the following items first. Safety. I've talked about, we talk about this every once in a while on the show, but a lot of times people put these signs up on their lawn and they're expecting people just to walk up and knock on the door. And one of the things you should think about out of the gate, how do you know who this person is? I always told that story about that woman on Richmond street that I used to ride by this all the time. And I knocked on the door and she let me in and I got all the way up to the front bedroom and I turned around and said to her, how do you know I'm a real estate agent? And she went, what? That son of a B, he told me to let in anybody that knocked on the door. That's you know, crazy. They, they never thought about safety. You know, well, if you got a real estate agent, you're going to know exactly who's coming, where they're coming from. They probably have an agent. You know, you just don't want to open the door and let strangers into your house. So that's number one. Two, a powerful online strategy to attract buyers. Most of the agents are going to list this thing in the MOS, which goes through a hub, and then it goes out to all the sites, Zoho, Trello, Realtor.com. And like 97% of all buyers start with their search online before they call a real estate agent to look at the house. And so you putting a seven nine for sale by owner sign in a cul-de-sac is probably not going to work too great. Right. <laughs> so you want to get that exposure. Plus the agents probably in a company with a ton of agents. And when something goes in the market, especially now, you're going to get qualified buyers, not somebody that shows up and says some buyer knocks on your door. Oh, I'd like to lie your house. All right. Let's write it. Well, they're not pre-approved. They haven't had their credit run. You know, all kinds of things are going to go wrong. And then you got the negotiations. Who's going to handle that? Most people do not negotiate as part of their job. Unless you're like a lawyer or you're uh, even though even them, half of them are not good at real estate. Most of them. And so most people negotiate a few times in their life on their house, or maybe on a car, a car deal, some appliances at Sears, whatever. But like, there's a bunch of negotiation that goes on all the way through this whole contract. You need somebody that knows how to make things happen and get it to the table. That splitting the baby thing we just talked about, you know how to how to how to resolve that ten thousand dollar different issue, and plus the home inspection. That's where most. Uh, for sale by owner deal fall apart during the home inspection because some Wawa fired up home inspector goes crazy and the buyer says, I want all of this. And the seller's like, no way am I doing all that? And that's the end of that deal. Right. So, you know, there's all kinds of little things that go on during this whole process. That's why you need like a professional mortgage person, a professional real estate agent, you know, a good title company to make this all happen. You're trying to save 6%. Here's one of the one things they never think about. So you list your house for 300 grand and you're trying to save 6%, which is $18,000, right? So if I'm a buyer, like how much am I going to offer you? I'm definitely offering you less than 300,000. I'm go at least going down 18, probably 20 less because I know you're saving 6%. <laughs> that's right. the one like out of the gate they never even think about like you're <laughs> saving six percent so why would i give you 300 i'll give you you know 280 well i want three yeah but you're saving six percent 
That's the end of that deal. <laughs> and they don't even so, know that you can negotiate all that at all. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? Your your house might be – a lot of them, how do they pick the price? Well, we heard around the corner sold for yeah. – yeah. Or Zillow. And if you're looking on Zillow and Troy and up, they're actives. They're not solds. They're for sale. So that doesn't mean just because you've seen somebody up the street that's overpriced by 50 grand, you're getting that because that's probably not going to appraise. Right. And what what you won't know, you know, how you know or they're qualified to even buy. So <laughs> it's so crazy to do this, to save money. You're going to write most of this off on your taxes too, which they never consider that. Getting the price right's a big one. And then the the liability in here. You got two people. So now the, the buyer's standing there and he says, all right, I want to buy. So who's writing that contract that's supposed to hold up in court <laughs> in front of your honor? So they never took a real estate course and now they got this contract and they fill in the blanks and they picked it up off online or something. Right. They Googled it. The bottom line is statistically proven. Sellers with a real estate agent will net more. What you're asking for and what you net is two different things. So don't be stupid, especially in this market. Hire an agent. Don't worry about that commission. That's that's a tax write-off, first of all. And you're going to make it up anyway in appreciation in our day. So I could go on for half an hour on that one. We know. But that was a good you know, topic. You know what the bottom line is? Leave it to the professionals. All right. So we are up to our business segment with Asking Dr. A. And today we're going to continue with AI as it relates to the real estate industry. Very good. How are you, Dr. Abelson? I'm doing fantastic. And how are you guys? We are we good. We are fabulous. So talk to us about this with the real estate industry. Well, Mark, it seems like uh, we, we keep on coming back to it and there is this you know, concern about it. Uh, you know, part of it is it is artificial, right? And, you know, it's, it's, it's not real and sometimes it's off, but it will get, keep on getting better and better because there's so much interest and attraction to it. So, uh, so I, I think it, it, it kind of reminds me of what happened with NAR. Uh, I think it's around 15 years ago now where they spent millions of dollars to try and, uh, uh get ahead of the internet. Uh, and they wound up blowing the $15 million. So, I mean, one of the things that, that is, difficult or, or really we shouldn't focus on. And that is you can't resist change. It's coming. It's going to be here. So it's something you have to realize. Now, the issue always, and this has never changed in the real estate industry, and I've been working with the industry since 1983, so I'm showing my age now, but uh, it's always the people. So to the extent to which that the agents or the leadership, you know, within a with within an office or within a franchise or within a team, you know, relies on artificial intelligence is the extent to which somebody's going to beat you out and they're going to get the listing, they're going to get the agent to join them, uh, because it's about relationships. Hey, it's always so about people. It's, it's just another tool uh, that should be realized as a tool. But it shouldn't be something that you um, it, it shouldn't be a crutch where, where you rely on it and you depend on it. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. Like I've been sending you these emails because I'm an agent. They're uh, they're sending me get on board before it's too late. Too late. Like, what? Give me a break. Like, well, these are the hucksters. Yeah, I know. And OK, these are the hucksters that are trying to sell. And they're not something. selling real estate. Right. 
there, it's right. unbelievable how many coaches and experts there are on Facebook and Twitter now. I mean, if they were all selling damn out, getting listings, we'd be in good shape. <laughs> well, yeah. one of the interesting things about research is some people believe if you talk to three or four people, that's research. That's not research. Those are <laughs> conversations. All right. Yeah. In order in order to really, truly be an expert, you have to have experience. You have to have research. You have to been using it. Uh, and you have to have proven evidence that you know what you're talking about. So if for those of you listening out there and you're thinking about using AI or you're thinking about using anybody, just because they say they're somebody doesn't mean that they are or know what the heck they're talking about. Right. So. so no. Being- and we just went through this. Uh, we went through this not that long ago. Well, I don't know how many years Facebook now, but I remember when Facebook and all hit and everybody was a Facebook right. expert. I remember I sat at a seminar where a guy told me that you should never post on Thursdays around two o'clock. <laughs> and I, and I tracked my interactions when Google and, and that was like one of my busiest days. And I'm like, this guy's telling everybody don't do that. You know, you got to be really careful who you listen to. Exactly. And I think and I think that's the, the point that I'm trying to make. All right. And AI is going to be here. Uh, you know, there's there's actually some talk in, in Washington about trying to slow it down because it's going too quickly. You know, if they slow it down, the Chinese or somebody else is going to speed it up. Take over. Yeah, for right? sure. So so you, you, you can't do that. You just need to realize it's change and you're going to have to figure it out. But don't just buy it because somebody says they know it. Right. Exactly. That's what happened with realtors with Zillow and Truio and realtor.com and all that other stuff. Right. So be cautious, but take the plunge. All right. right. Trust, trust nothing and verify everything. There you go. Yeah, tell, tell everybody how to get a hold of you, doctor. It's real easy. It's just Abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N at A-B-E-L-S-O-N dot net and say you heard us over the radio. Very good. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. A. You're welcome, guys. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And if any AI experts want to advertise on our real estate show, give me a call (laughs) and we'll hook you up. And thank our sponsors for keeping us on the air for 15 years and our listeners for tuning in every week. We hope you have a great week. We hope to see you, listen to our show. You can listen to our show at goodnewsandrealestate.com every week. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You'll be listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate. If you'd like to contact Mark Cumberland or Deanne Katsaris or listen to any of the past shows, go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre recorded.